You're listening to audio from One Church of High Point. If you'd like more resources or would like to donate, visit onechurchnc.net. Good morning, church. Come on, you can do better than that. Good morning, church. All right, all right. You know, I like you guys to talk back to me. I'm a old school Baptist preacher, little Pentecostal, little Wesleyan. So I need you guys to holler back at me. Amen. Amen. I love to holler. Yes. Thank you, worship team, for leading us in worship. I'll say this about worship. You will only get what you put in. You will only get what you put in. And sometimes, you know, you have to kind of press in and just a little bit harder to get what you need. And so my encouragement to you, just a lifestyle of worship that you will press beyond any discomfort that you may have. Because it's in the pressing, it's in the shaking to get to our, our Lord, our, our Jesus Christ, our Savior, is where you, where you have the opportunity to meet him where he's at. He meets you where you're at. And so church, as we said today, guys, you saw the video where we're in the process of getting into a new sermon series called Love Our City. And so I'm so excited. Love Our City is a campaign that we do every single year where we get to love back into our community and we begin to really just to love our neighbors and love those who may not be right beside us. And so for the next several weeks, for the entire month, this is going to be our sermon series called Love Our City. But 11, excuse me, November, not November, good gosh, September. Come on, church. Jesus, help me. Come on. September the 12th through the 18th, um, we have the opportunity to love on the city of High Point. And uh, we need your help. We need your help to be the hands and feet of the gospel, to be the hands and feet of one church. And we are going to embark upon a new location every single day where we get to love on the city of High Point. And so if you have not had the opportunity to go onto our website or our app and where you can just download and just really connect with us and just serve the city. We're going to ice cream shops and food lines and Target. Come on now, let's say Target. Yes. Boy, that is my daughter's favorite place to shop. My Discover card says it, amen. Boy, yeah, she knows it too. And Ashton is not too far behind her. If you have your Bibles, let's turn to um, let's turn to Luke chapter one. Chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. As I hear pages turn, I'm going to give you a second. The, the words will be on the screen as well. Luke chapter 17, verses 1 through 5. Verse 1 says, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. Let's just stop right there real quick. Luke is writing, and he is saying that an offense will surely come. It's guaranteed. It's not a possibility. It's just a matter of when. He is writing and saying that offenses will come. But woe unto him, though, through whom they come. It were better for him that a milestone, millstone, were hung about his neck and he cast into the sea than that he should offend one of these little ones. 
Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thy, rebuke him. And if he repents, forgive him. And if he trespasses against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the apostle said unto the Lord, increase our faith. Well, Luke is saying that offenses, hurts will come. And then when it comes that you are called, you are asked, you are commissioned to ask for forgiveness. And so for our first sermon for our Love Our City series, I would like to call it Love Hurts. Love Hurts. The closer you are in a relationship with somebody, the greater the hurt will be. Because hurts is not only about proximity, it's about who you're connected to. So it doesn't matter who you are, the closer that you are to someone, that you begin to do life with someone, family members, whatever that love hurts, that you have the greater opportunity to be hurt. Think about it. Mary, how many married folks in here? Just raise your hand real quick. Wow. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Don't look at your spouse, just the eyes straight ahead. After that, we're going to have to do some marriage counseling. You don't fold the clothes. You didn't wash the pot. You left the, you know, you left the spaghetti pot in, in the water with the food floating around in the water. My wife hates that. You didn't cut the crust off the bread. The mac and cheese wasn't mac and cheese enough. I mean, whatever that may be, you know, we know that sometimes, somehow, that love is going to hurt. Somewhere, somehow, we live. We learn to live with the hurts in our life, right? We learn to live with the hurts that's in our life. And what I found is this. The offenses that we find, the hurts that we find, goes from hurting to anger to bitterness to resentment to unforgiveness and eventually hate if it's not unchecked. There's a process that we begin to see that if you begin to, you, you find yourself in a place of hurt or a place of offense, that it has a process of being resentment into bitterness and it goes to unforgiveness and even to hate. And what I've learned is this, that your pain, your hurt, those feelings that you have is not the symptom, it's not the problem. The pain that you feel has symptoms to it. And what I realize is this, what I realize is that sometimes to begin to identify that hurt in your life, that pain, that offense, you have to go back. You have to go back in order to go forward. You have to go back to that place where you begin to think about where did that hurt, that offense really set in place? Back to that place where I was a little child, or back to that place where at Meemaw's house or Papa's house, or back to that place of employment, that place where you found that offense, that hurt, took place. Because hurt people hurt people. When was the last time someone hurt you? When was the last time that you felt the hurt or pain from someone? They said something sideways or they treated you wrong or they did you dirty. When was the last time that you found yourself in so much pain 
you to know what to do. See, I know some of you guys may be a little bit holier than me, and it's okay. See, if you're looking at Pastor Ryan B.C. before Christ, I'm going to tell you what I used to do. I used to snap, crackle in. You know what I'm talking about. Before Christ, we used to snap, crackle, and pop. Meaning, you're about to catch these hands. I'm about to call my boys up, and we're coming for you. But that's not always the response of what Christ wants us to do. You hurt me once, that's okay. Hurt me twice, okay. I, give you, I may give you a third time, but that fourth time, you know, we're going to have some issues. There's going to be some consequences and what? Repercussions. That's right. Boy, y'all must be from my streets. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> but watch this. What about that individual who bears your last name? That person who carries the name of Miss Sims. I'm not talking about Felicia. That person that you married to, that you sleep with every single night, that person that you look at in the morning and look at at night. How about the person that you're hovering over at night, you're thinking if she's still breathing, you checking. Hurt people hurt people. If you live long enough, you know that love will eventually hurt you. Because you're making yourself vulnerable to someone, that you're opening yourself up to somebody. If I remember, if it doesn't mean that um, if I forgive them, if I haven't forgiven them, does that mean that I really forgave them? If I still remember what that hurt, that pain is, does that truly mean that I've forgiven them? If I'm always recalling the, the past and what we have gone through, does it really mean that I really have forgiven them? What does real forgiveness look like? Have you thought about that? What does true forgiveness look like? What does that look like for you and I? Matthew 18 says this. We are to forgive those 70 times 7. You know, then we start trying to eye for an eye, two for two. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Vengeance is mine, says the Lord. We start bringing in scripture, whatever a man sow. That a man shall reap. We try to justify what our hurt is by bringing in Scripture, and that's so wrong. Because you can't justify your hurt through Scripture. I remember uh, Felicia and I, this is, Felicia and this is our, our, both of our second marriage. And I remember my first marriage, my, my ex-wife, boy, she, she put me through the ringer. My ex-wife, she cheated on me. She started messing around with some other people, and... I'm coming home, and I'm staying. I'm cooking dinner and cleaning, washing cars and doing all the great stuff, you know, the things that a husband's supposed to do. Next thing you know, my ex-wife, she's coming home 1 o'clock in the morning. Still do the daily do. I'll go to work. I, you know, we pay the bills. Next thing you know, she's coming home 2 o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, it's 3 and 4 and 5 o'clock in the morning. She's coming home like, what, what in the world? Where are you at? What are you doing? 3 o'clock in the morning. Next thing you know, I find out that she's coming in at 6 o'clock in the morning I'm heading out to work. Like, what's really going on? Eventually, what happened? We got a divorce. And because of my hurt and my pain that she has caused me, I made it my, my purpose in life to dog out every female thereafter. Because hurt people 
hurt people. I'm not proud of it. Every female that I encountered thereafter, I made sure that she felt the pain that I felt. I made sure that I had three and four and five, six girlfriends. Guys don't do that. But I made sure that I'm going to get you before you get me. Because hurt people hurt people. And not only that, I began to put up some guards and some, some barriers around my life. I wouldn't allow people to get close to me because if you get close enough to me, that means I'm vulnerable. And sometimes what we have to do, we have to be vulnerable. We have to begin to open up ourselves to other people. And then I meet this young lady at a paint counter at Super Kmart. Her and her mama. And even then, three years in marriage, I was still guarded. Four years in marriage, I was still guarded because I would not allow Felicia to get to that innermost place of who I was because I was still carrying that hurt, that burden from my other relationship. Five years in, six years in, I started to open up. I allow Felicia to get closer to the innermost being. You guys think just because you're married that you're not going to open up yourselves to your spouse. Because I remember this, living the life that I was living, chasing females and dogging them out, I was reminded that revenge does not heal my hurt. The revenge that you're seeking does not heal any hurt that you may be encountering. Only God can. Only the blood of Christ. And I knew that forgiving wasn't always easy. I had to get to a place where I had to begin to forgive my ex-wife for all the things that she's done. So what do you do when you don't understand the hurt that you're experiencing? What do you do when you don't understand what God has placed you in a place where you're, you're, you're walking faithfully before him and then you're, the people that you are doing life with is hurting you, the people that you have married to that is hurting? What about the people that you are living life that birthed you, your brothers, your sisters, your uncles, your aunts, has hurt you? Because love hurts. And we act like we're okay. We walk around like we're okay. Chris, go ahead and grab that, that bucket. So I saw this illustration by Pastor Mike, and it's, I'm going to kind of twist it a little bit. But what I begin to realize is this. Every time that you meet a new person, you open yourself up to another opportunity to get hurt. Chris? So I walk around in life some hurts that I'm carrying. I go to work. I go to church. The next thing you know, I encounter another person. And I'm still carrying the hurt. I'm going to, to service. I'm going to church, and I'm raising my hand. I'm doing worship, but yet my hurt is still visible to everybody. This pain that I'm carrying is still visible to everybody. And I meet another person. I get mad at my wife or my spouse, and we still are hurt. We're in pain. And the next, next thing that happens, another 
infraction happens and there's another hurt that comes against me. And I'm walking around like I'm okay, but deep inside I'm hurting. Deep inside I'm searching for, for that, that, peace that peace that passes all understanding. You know, you know the scriptures. But yet there's another offense that comes up because I forgot to do what my wife asked me to do, or I went to work and then my, my boss is fussing at me because I didn't turn in my P&Ls at proper time. I didn't meet my deadlines, and I'm hurt because she's, she's popping off at me. Pinky, it's okay. I still love you, girl. <laughs> Ryan, you didn't tell her you're turning your sales report. But then you go, there's another hurt. Next thing you know, you're juggling all the hurts in life, but then you're still trying to operate. In your calling. People see the pain that's on your face. And how do I begin to operate what God has called me to do with carrying all these hurts? This is what we do week after week, Sunday after Sunday. We come to church like we're now hurt. And I'm trying to get to what God has called me to get to, but I'm limited. Because I haven't let go of what God told me to let go. Scripture tells us that it's impossible that offenses will come because offenses will come. And I'm still carrying around the hurt and the pain and then I'm trying to navigate things and then next thing you know, I can't operate. And then you get hurt again. And they just keep coming at you. And they just keep coming. And I'm trying to catch all the hurts and the pains, but I can't. And the next thing you know, can you pick that up for me? Bring it here. The person that's closest to you hurts you the most. And they make sure that you stick with it. Mm. They remind you of the pain that they've caused. Wow. And we're holding it. And the next thing you know, they see the other hurts around and they pick it up too. And because they haven't forgiven themselves because not just one but two. And they're still making sure that they remember, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you too. Some things are hidden. Oh, no, I got to pick that back up because what happens is this. We pick up the hurts that God told us to set us free from, and we're comfortable with them. We're comfortable with the hurts that, we've, that other people have cost us. We're comfortable in operating our giftings and our talents with what God told us to let go and let him have it. He said, no, I'm going to pick it back up after you laid it down at the altar. Our ladies had an encounter with Christ and the Holy Spirit, actually everyone who was present last week. This is just a reminder for you, when you are at the well, don't pick back up what God's taken off of you. Now I'm trying to unload these hurts. Ephesians 4:31 says this. It says, get rid of all bitterness, rage, 
anger, harsh words, slander, as well as all types of evil behavior. Instead, be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. It says this, get rid of all bitterness, rage, anger, harsh words, slander, and all types of evil behavior. You have to stop managing your pain and begin to manage God's promises. We have to stop managing the pain that we were carrying around, the hurts that we've been carrying around for decades and years, 30 years ago, 30 days ago, 30 minutes ago, when somebody pulled in this parking lot, cut you off, and said, how are you doing today? Welcome to one church, and you say, hallelujah, and you're still mad. Come on now. I've seen some of you guys leave this parking lot. <laughs> Trying to make a left turn out of this parking lot is crazy. Stop managing your pains and manage his promises. I want you to remember this. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall obtain mercy. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. So what are you saying, Pastor Ryan? Forgiveness is God's desires, but my decision. God desires that you forgive, but it's your decision to forgive. God desires that we forgive, that we walk in forgiveness, but it's your decision that you live it out. Because of the offense, it's just an occasion, it's just the event. And being offended is an opposition. It's, it's your decision. See, offenses will come, but it's your decision to be defend, offended. Hebrews 12.1 says this. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great, huge crowd of witnesses to the life we live of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down. Let us strip off every hurt. Let us strip off every pain. Let us, set, let us strip off everything that, that separates us from Christ. And let us run with endurance in the race that God set before us. So as we begin to look at the hurts, I'm going to give you a quick, a quick few steps on how to really walk through forgiveness. And to do that, I really want to kind of pull together one of the greatest stories in the Bible. And we see this story in Genesis chapter 37 through, through, through the book of 50. So it's 37 through 50. We see that in Genesis. It's the story of Joseph. Joseph was stripped from his family, sold into slavery, left for dead, Lied about sleeping with Potiphar's wife. Thrown in prison. 
So he went from the pit to the prison to the palace. He went to the pit where he was thrown into. He did 20 years of prison for something he never did. And then God positioned him to be in a palace. So this lets us know that God's plans are greater than my problems. God's plans for our lives is so much greater than the problems that we may face every single day. So it doesn't matter what you be going through, what you're going through, or what you're going to go through, that God's plans are greater than my problems. The first step in forgiving is this. You have to deal with your pain privately so you can praise publicly. Deal with your pain privately so you can praise publicly. What are you saying, Pastor Ryan? Look at the life, the life and story of Joseph. If we were to go to chapter 42 and 43, we see that Joseph removed himself from his brothers. As he recognized his brothers, he removed himself from his brothers, cried, washed his face, and went back into the presence of his brothers and blessed them. Why did Joseph do that? I believe this. Joseph didn't want to have that emotional connection right then and there because I'm, I just believe that the Holy Spirit allowed him to kind of just have that, that grace with his brother. He went back and cried and probably was just upset. He did that privately. Then he went, washed his face, walked out with forgiveness, and he said to himself, what you meant for evil, God, Made it for good. Deal with your pain privately so you can praise publicly. Don't disclose hurt to others. That's what we see in Joseph as well. Joseph knew that if he would have told Pharaoh what his brothers and his family did to him, Pharaoh would just pretty much killed his entire family. Because of the favor that Joseph had with Pharaoh. You know what many of us do? When we're hurt, what do we do? We go tell our brothers, our sisters, girl, you know what she, he did to me? Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all go ahead and brag and talk about it like, oh, he did this or she did this. And let me tell you what was going on. What's the purpose of you telling, telling your best friend? Like, you know, if y'all going to roll out, roll out. You know, what's the purpose of you telling and dogging out that individual? Uh, most of the time is that way you can gain favor in their eyes so they can side with you on their side of the story. Don't disclose your hurt and pain with others. I'll say this unless you're seeking godly counsel, godly unbiased counsel. Because even Christians, we can give you what you want to hear, but we should give you what God wants for you. If you're going to talk about it, pray about it. Pray on it. Pray over it. 
and pray through it. Pray on you, pray on your hurts, pray through your hurts, and pray over your hurts. Because we know that as we get closer with people, as we begin to do life with people, love hurts. And remember this, forgiveness, it takes time. It takes time. And it's okay. It's going to take time for you to know that that individual is, they may never be remorseful. You may never get, I'm a sorry. You may never get that from them. And it's okay. Because this is what the scripture tells us to do. That we should confront the confrontation. That we're called to confront the person that we are having confrontation with. Matthew 18 tells us this. If another believer sins against you, go to them privately. Point out the hurt, the offense. And it says if they listen, you want a brother over. If they don't, take him with a witness and an elder with you so that way you guys begin to talk about it. We know that love hurts. And we know that God is asking us to let it go. And so as we begin to go through Love Our City series as our worship team get ready, I want to remind you today to do this, to let it go, stop holding on to it, and allow God to give purpose to your pain. Allow God to give purpose to your pain. This is a song that our worship team is going to sing today. Because I believe this. We need everybody that we're connected to. And you may not go back into a reconciled relationship with the person that hurt you. But God desires to reconcile you unto him. And even through that process of being hurt and that pain that you may experience, there's a song that we're going to sing. It's, it's, it's a throwback. It says, I love you. I need you to survive. You need me. I need you. Because I look out and the, regardless if I've been hurt, you've been hurt, my prayer is that you would know that you need your brothers and sisters in Christ to walk and do life with you. You need your neighbors. You need those who may not look like you. And yes, if you said, I do, you're stuck with that person. And so let us stand in as we begin to close out service. Rather than walking out your hurt, I encourage you just to lay it down and give it to Christ. So this is part one of Love Hurts next week. It's going to be part two. And we're going to talk about church hurt. And those no hurt like church hurt. If you've been there, believe me, I know where you're at. Been there, got a t-shirt and a tattoo. But what we want to do is begin to help you walk through and navigate through the hurt you may have felt, either from this ministry or even a previous ministry. 
and I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you may have found hurt at some church at some point in your life. But this one thing I do know, that the King of kings and the Lords of lords love you regardless. And he wants to love you through that hurt and that pain. And so if you are or have been hurt by someone, go talk to that person. Go make things right. Because we don't want you to live in a space of being hurt so that way you don't have to hurt other people. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from One Church. If you made a decision of any kind today or would like to learn more about what your next step is, visit onechurchnc.net. If you are local to our campus, plan your visit online at onechurchnc.net slash visit.